Are you ready? Are we recording KP? Let's do this. We're here guys. Project Mindset, episode number four, season two. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is definitely one for the books. And I think this interview is the perfect interview for somebody that's looking for the exact steps to create a dream business. The man, the myth, my dude, Scott Neam. This guy has created a pretty insane arsenal of businesses. Uh, most of you probably know him for being the owner and CEO of After's Ice Cream. Uh, for those of you that may not be in SoCal, After's Ice Cream has, man, truly changed the game out here in terms of what it actually means to be an ice cream shop. They've taken their skill set and, and their contacts from the clothing game and created that same effect of having a supreme level line out the front door for the newest flavors, putting their infamous milky bun on the map, making some pretty funny merch from their anti-diet club or their off diet or their collaboration with SpongeBob, a Hello Kitty, and most of all, just building successful ice cream shop after shop making a scalable and successful process again and again. Since 2014, they now have 26 locations and are still independently owned. These dudes are absolutely killing it. But what many people may not know is that Scott's skill level of being an entrepreneur actually started more than 10 years before Afters was even launched. By the time he was in high school, Scott started flipping cars and sold over a hundred, then realizing uh, he was a bit in the like the import tuner scene that he could even better capitalize on manufacturing mufflers. And he went from buying and selling mufflers to his friends uh, to later selling that company for a few hundred thousand dollars before graduation day. This is a very cool story about someone who may not have done that well in school, but realized that he did have a skill set that was extremely valuable to the world. And once he tapped into that skill set, he was truly able to make a name for himself. We talk a lot less about the individual businesses that he runs and more about the mindset, pillars, principles, structures of who he actually is. And I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this one. So thanks again for subscribing and listening. Share this with the whole world. Our purpose, our goal here is to help other people figure out what their big vision in life is and relentlessly go after it. So without further ado, let's take a listen and meet this legendary entrepreneur extraordinaire, Scott Neem. Get it going project mindset episode four i got a lot of messages about entrepreneurship uh and and just hearing from all kinds of people of man can you get somebody on that understands what it's like to balance multiple companies and fatherhood i think there's a lot of young parents out there and the reality is i had a hard time finding somebody and then i realized that person was right in front of me my good friend, my dude, Scott Afters. Welcome to the show, hey, man. Homie. Thank you for having me, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it was awesome when you reached out. You know, I felt like I was about to be part of an exclusive club. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is super exclusive. Yeah. Well, man, I'm uh, really inspired to have you on the show and to, to dive in on some powerful questions. We know that the answers that we find are determined by the questions that we ask. So I spent some really 
really good time thinking about some powerful questions for you. And the first one, this is kind of funny, but this day and age, we tend to not know what people's real names are. Is your real name Scott Afters? Yeah, it is. You know, I'm part (laughs) German. (laughs) My my real, real name is Scott Nguyen. Okay. Um, Afters was just one of those things where I took after it very Instagram easy. Yeah. And became what I was known for online and... You know, it works, and I'm, I'm really proud of the brand and what it is, so I don't mind, you know, taking it as my That's it, surname. man. It's become yeah. pretty damn huge. Yeah, it has. You know, yeah. it's built a, a really awesome platform um, for me to kind of get in, in touch with my audience, essentially, you know yeah. what I mean? And then now that I'm pursuing more of this entrepreneurial spirit, um, it just kind of comes along, and it's, it's actually one of, like, it's just like my resume, you know what I mean? It's something that I have under my belt that I'm really proud of, and it has its own kind of legacy and you yeah. know, go on from there. It truly is one of my favorite stories that I talk um, to people about from just seeing a group of individuals who had a certain skill set that um, came a lot from, from maybe streetwear mm-hmm. and some decisions were made of, you know what, we need, to, we need to change lanes. And to take the heart of streetwear, which is about collaborations, mm-hmm. coming up with something new and taking it to ice cream and still making it pop off like that like nobody's done that so man i just really acknowledge you you guys for being innovative in an industry that is i imagine pretty damn competitive especially now it's like so competitive right now so if you don't have like those defining kind of uh kind of like stepping stones to get to that brand you're you're really gonna just get lost in the sea you know what i mean yeah and now you got Baskin Robbins biting your ish. Yeah, Baskin Robbins, Cold Stone, all everybody. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to be a part of it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So one of the first questions that I had for you is when you look at the skills that you have now, mm-hmm. right? When in your life can you can you go back and pinpoint a time where you started to develop those skills that you use today? When do you think that was? Man, I the, the furthest I can remember is like starting out with the the skill of sales, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like so helpful to me because when I was starting out, it was literally me selling something. It was wow. always me selling a product, me selling something, a car, me selling licorice. Like yeah. I have these like moments where I believe like because of my sales ability, it got me to a very far part of my life. So you said <laughs> you said licorice. Yeah. So wind it back. When was your first memory of like sales? I the deepest like people have asked me this and the, the furthest I can remember back is like my parents purchasing me that that kind of bulk bundle yeah. of licorice the circle from red vines yeah I took that thing and I brought it to school and something in me just told me hey if I sold this for a quarter each I could make a lot of money damn at that time. what do you know what grade you're in this is probably like third fourth grade third fourth yeah. grade wow I had this little like so that's like a that's what <laughs> 11 12 yeah if that it started earlier. But I, I believe that it came from an even more uncertainty, which was that I wasn't doing well in school. Interesting. Wow. And because I couldn't read well at second grade, because I couldn't do math as all the other kids in my grade, I don't know, maybe it was something inside me that just started looking for a different avenue, a different outlet, aside from, you know, getting in trouble. So do you think you... <laughs> I'm just curious, was was a part of like, all right, I'm going to sell because yeah. did you go back and, and show your parents the money that you had made from the Red Vines or did you keep it to yourself? Like, I guess my question yeah. is, was it more about um, making yourself feel good or making your par- parents proud? 
I, my parents were all about, they just came to America, obviously. They were all about just education. So and you're first generation? Yeah, I was born here. Okay, yeah. And for them, they just saw like, you know, if academics were good, you were good. But for me, I wasn't that. So I don't know, I, I was starting to sell, I guess, just to, I guess, hone on to my own skill trait, which I didn't even know I, did, I had at the time, on top of just some sort of different satisfaction. You know, at that age, like, what the heck am I going to do with, you know, $5 with a quarter? Right. But I don't know. I just felt like, it just felt like the right so thing to do. So it was a personal thing. It is. It was totally personal. It yeah. had nothing to do with anybody else in the world. But maybe it was my own self-reflecting, like, this is how I'm going to survive wow. very early on already. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And were your parents in sales? You know what? They came over here and we kind of, they kind of took any kind of job they could. Yeah. And they started out just like my dad, like mowing lawns and, and whatever we could do to make money. We ended up living in my grandma's house with, you know, four or five other aunts and uncles. We had one bedroom to ourselves and it was a family of five in one bedroom. Wow. One so you bed. Had two brothers and sisters? I have an older brother and a younger sister and then okay. my parents. And I'm the middle child, which didn't make it any easier yeah. by any means. You know what I mean? Wow. So, I was so always, five of you sharing yeah. a bedroom. In, in a bed. In Garden a bed In Westminster. Wow. Actually, we were originally in Long Beach, and then okay. we went to Westminster. Um, but it was just, you know, like it was just a hard um, grow up. You know what I mean? Like you had to grow from nothing. Yeah. And I felt it. I felt like we didn't have anything. And there was all these other kids at school with, you know, nice backpacks and they got to eat out at fast food all the time. Right. And I was just like, dude, like, what is this world? Like, yeah. like for me, when I ate, um, let's say McDonald's for the first time. Right. And my buddies drove me there and they ate it. I was eating that and I was like, dude, this is so good. Wow. I never had this before, <laughs> but all these other kids were like, yeah, yeah it's normal. It it's an normal. everyday thing. So in my mind, like people ask me like, Oh, what do I like to eat now? Like I love to eat fast food. Cause that was like a treat for me. Right. You know what I mean? And now I can eat it. I can eat anything I want in the world, but I eat fast food because it feels like, Oh, I've just treated myself all the yeah, time now. You remember you know? that. I remember it from back in the day. That's amazing, you know dude. I mean? So you started off, it was a rough upbringing, five people sharing one bedroom. Yep. You start hustling, you start selling things. Mm. Anything you remember after the licorice, you know what the licorice, was a defining moment and then it kind of just fell off because I just had I was just a kid at that point yeah. you know what I mean adolescent so I did get into a lot of trouble because you didn't have an outlook at that time right. you know there was no internet yet right and you just played with your friends and you can get in trouble very easily back then you know it's mischief for you you get a kid what so, was some of the worst trouble you got into as a, oh, as a young Asian Bart Simpson <laughs> <laughs> Just like, man, I hear the stories of like, just my parents just telling me like, you're just a bad kid, like straight up. Like, and how was your brother and sister? Were they good? My brother was the one that was essentially taking care of us. Okay. My parents had to go work, you know what I mean? Yeah. During the day. How much older? He's 10 years older than wow. me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So big difference. We didn't have that much of a connection at the time. Yeah. We were just so far apart, you know what I mean? And how many di years different from your sister? Four years. Okay. So we're very... And she's a girl. We're all, yeah, she's a girl. Okay. So we're all very different in a sense. So you're all, all trying to figure stuff out. You're yeah, we all licorice. grew up in different generations almost what, what kind of trouble are we talking about here? Young... Young 14-year-old uh, Scott, what was, the, what was the trouble? Give us the goods. You know, like, just, the, you know, stealing. It's been cleared from your record. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> you know, stealing kind of thing. Unfortunately, like, breaking and entering. Oh, and just, like, man. Just kids, things that kids get into, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I remember back, and it was funny at the time, and you didn't really get in trouble, you know, and you get a slap on the wrist. I remember, like, in my mind vividly, like, in, like, fifth or sixth grade, I would get called to the principal's office or whatever it is, and everybody would be in the class would be like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like so scared. So yeah. I walked out to that door and I looked back. I'm like, 
I'm never coming back here because I just hated school and everything. And I thought I was just getting taken away. I made it like so dramatic and I left. And then I was walking across like the classroom where I had right. all glass. All the kids in my class just ran up to the glass and just watched me walk. And I was like, oh, I hate this place. Like, I'm never going to come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> never coming back here yeah, ever. Exactly. And then I was back and like a, back a couple days day. later. Like Damn. A, it was pretty funny. That's funny, man. So yeah. how about early signs of like, success then right because your yeah. your childhood your upbringing you're getting in trouble yeah. you're trying to hustle trying to figure out who you are how yeah. about that first sign of like damn i'm doing good whether it's whether it's sports or something academic or yeah. whatever it might be do you remember your first sign of like you know what i'm being successful i believe when i look back when i first so i was very heavily into the import scenes like, you okay. know really fixed up cars and I went to buy a car out of state. Oh, not sorry, out of uh, NorCal. It came back. I fixed it up, drove it around. Obviously, it was cool at the time. And then I sold it. Was it like a Civic or yeah, Integra? Yeah, a Honda Civic CRX. Okay. Was it your first car? Um, it was not my first car. Okay. Yeah, my first car was a Camry. <laughs> like token. Long, yeah, token. Token green Camry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such an like, Asian family car. Safe. It's a Safe. smart purchase, Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I crashed, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got that CRX, um, and I bought it. I sold it, and then I realized, whoa, like I just made a thousand bucks. Wow, how old are you? Sixteen. Interesting. And it kind of blew my mind because obviously in high school I was already sucking still. When you used it, I was a it, student yeah. essentially. You know what I mean? Getting in trouble still, you know, fights and all that good stuff. And I sold that, and then something in my mind just clicked, dude. It became like obsession. It became my hobby. And the internet the car was just, thing. yes, the, the internet was just prevailing at that okay. time. So we had dial up at that point now. Yeah. And very, very like slow DSL. And I remember back, I was thinking like, dude, I could, I could do this, you know, I could do this more. Right. So I went on a hunt, a search. And every time I would buy and sell a car, I would learn more about the process, the system. And then I really started developing really strong skill set for sales in the sense of like, in my mind, logic Logically, there was a lot of logic going on that I never even knew I was, it was happening until later on in right. life. That I was pretty much preparing myself to answer it, any concern the buyer had before they even came to, to have those yeah. concerns. You know what I mean? And so that you were realizing, we, we call that objection handling. Yes. Right? And we realize when in the, in the art of sales, yep. when you can start to be prepared for an objection like, yep. can you do it for less? Or yeah. this person said they could do this? Or yep. what about that? So you started to develop that natural ability yep. to be prepared for the objections before yep. they come up. Yep. And then now that I, like, I've gone through so much time, I can watch, look back and realize what happened, but it was actually a, kind of like a symphony. It was a beautiful symphony. You know, yeah. they would come and look at it. I would tell them all these things. There would be obviously things wrong with the car, but I'd tell them things that, you know, would make it okay already. Like, oh yeah, I changed this out already. Or I had that looked already. Right. You know, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm already giving you a discount because the tires are like this. You yeah. Know? Every, and to the point where at the end, they're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, right. let me just buy it. You know what I mean? Interesting. I just kind of honed my craft for like a good three, four years. How many cars did you sell in that period? Oh, dude. I would say like hundreds. Like Damn. You're talking about four years of high school. I mean, sorry, two years of high school, just pounding through like my sophomore, junior, and senior year of just going through cars after no cars. No way. After cars. That yeah. many cars in that, three My or four parents years? would be like, why is there so many cars on our driveway? <laughs> like my neighbors would be leaving notes like, yeah. what, what's your deal? Like street sweeping and like this, like <laughs> young, shuffling all these cars. Wow. But I was just like highly addicted to it. And I was to the point where I was kind of like, my logic at the time was, you know what? I buy these cars, 
I take the parts off that I want from them, right. put it on my car, yeah. and I could just resell the car, and I still make a little bit of money. And That's it was it. just an easy way for me to fund my own hobby. Wow. So that and was did kind you of make good us. money doing it? Were you able to Dude, save up? Four or five grand a month for a high school kid. Damn. was I was balling out of control. That's I didn't sick. even know how to spend it. Yeah. You know, at that point, what do you... What am I buying? Like a new Nokia yeah, phone? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? The little blue one. Yeah, with the lights. Like, <laughs> let me upgrade all the lights. Wow. So I had like a big bundle of money that I saved up. And and did your family know about that? Or did you kind of just they, keep it on the They didn't know how much money I was making. Right. They did know that I was up to something. <laughs> and they knew that I wasn't good at school. They're so like, they're Scott, just you're not like, driving that camera anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, buddy? They just knew that I wasn't good at school. So I could, they kind of left me alone wow. to kind of figure things out. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm like straight D student here, like okay. CD dude. Like it was, it was poor, poor performance. Wow. And so was there, was there, what was the next thing after that then? Right. I imagine yeah. like you started to get good yeah. at selling cars. You do, you do that throughout high yeah. school. And what was next? Did you go to college? So the biggest pivotal point I can remember from that, that era was that I learned how to manufacture and learning how to manufacture. What were you manufacturing? Automotive parts. No way. Yeah, I learned, I guess, with that knack of sales that I was under my belt at the time, I started understanding that if you can, dis you can sit there and you can discover um, necessities that people need and solve that, you can become a very successful business person. Wow. So I saw a void, voids in markets. You know what okay. I mean? That's always a great way to create a business. And when I saw a void in the market, which is automotive accessories that are not you know a thousand dollars or not like five hundred dollars for just like a stainless steel muffler right that's where i was like dude talk, talking to myself hey i can i think i can make this cheaper and i think what I was can the first part that you made a muffler a muffler yeah wow because what, what what was the process that you know it, it, some and this is all for people that were in that import tuner yeah. world right so mm -hmm. you want an upgraded muffler that for, wasn't 500 wow and so you would make where would you get it made i'd make it in china you get it made in china and this was very very early on this is born before alibaba wow, this is before aliexpress this was before like that online like trade was very common okay so it took a lot it, it kind of raveled my mind i spent so much more time learning how to manufacture through the internet than anything else i learned very basic like chinese terms and things like that just okay. to talk to them because they weren't even used to talking to just American people. Interesting. So now what's the point? I'm just curious, right? Like what's the point of buying that muffler? Does it make your car louder or faster? Or? It, was, it had to do with performance, okay. aesthetics, you know, a lot of things that, you know, kind of ironically stuck with me throughout like the, Man, the that's series interesting, of things. Dude. But so how many mufflers did you sell? And like how old were you when you started this muffler this manufacturing about company? About 17, 18. Wow. Um, started crazy. it. I pretty much manufactured it. I sold it online on yeah. forums. I did, I shipped it. I did customer service. Dude, you were a young hustler. You're the age of my my son was the age. My son right now is the age that you were when you yeah. had this overseas manufacturing company and this kid now has 300 car yeah. sales yeah. under his belt. Yeah, it was That's interesting, man. And I think that's really good for individuals to, to to who are listening. It's like they might look at you right now yeah. and be like, "Damn, he's really killing it." Yeah. But if you go back into the history, yeah. it's like this was a homie 18, has been killing it for a kill, minute. You know what I mean? Wow, that's incredible. This was incredible. a long process to get to, to where <laughs> that's I am awesome, today, dude. dude. So, and just you know, just the beauty of that was that I guess learning how to do anything yourself. Okay. You know, you gotta get into that that mindset that you can 
you can teach yourself anything in this world, especially nowadays. Back then, it was much harder for me to do that. But nowadays, you can teach yourself anything with the internet, yeah. with mentorships, with, you know, back then, what it was the library is now the internet, you know what I mean? And it's so much easier to research, develop, and even outsource. Right. So, I like, if I was a, a young kid now, then back then, I would probably be 10 times more successful. That's interesting, dude. Yeah. That's interesting. So... You know, looking, get get us caught up to speed now. Mm -hmm. So what other companies were you involved with yep. and um, up until the point of, say, where you are now? Yeah. Um, I had a very successful real estate arm in my life. Yeah. That was kind of like why we kind of linked up. I was very interested. We've always been really interested in real estate. And during the college years, I was kind of honing my craft on like figuring out like, dang, I'm, I think I could teach myself this. And then I think I can kind of, I don't want to say exploit, but exploit my abilities to turn it into dollars. Yeah. And one of those things ended up being the ability to buy coal, polish it up really nicely, and then sell it to somebody. Right. Which ended up being the housing market. Yeah. So I ended up flipping a lot of homes. How did, old were you when you did your first flip? Probably 24, 25. Wow. Really small, like, condo type of yep. place. Saw an opportunity in the market and cleaned it up, fixed it up as if I were fixing up my car. And it kind of worked. Right. You know, people told me I was crazy because the market was down. But what I realized was that there's always a buyer. Right. I don't care what moment of recession or time it is. Yeah. There's always safe people out there buying. And That's when you realize that, you always do, you just come out with a great product and there will always be a buyer for it. At the and, end and in order, so 24 years old, you see the opportunity to buy a, a, a condo that needs some work. Yep. And then you had to learn, well, how do I buy a condo? Exactly. Right? So you had to get financed. Yep. So you probably talked to a mortgage lender. Yeah. Right? Too bad yep. we weren't friends then. I was hustling. Yeah. So there was the process of like just, then that was when I started learning how to deal with contractors, learning how to actually build a house from like materials to actually like, project management, yeah. like these are all skill traits that, that I had to develop and I had to learn when I was just going through it. Essentially, you have to go through it the one time, right? Yeah. And fortunately enough, it gave me the ability to keep on going in that industry where I was able to flip, you know, 30 homes my first year. That's crazy, Multi-millions of dollars now dude, that's at that crazy. point. And I'm like, at this point, I'm still in, I went to, I went to Cal State Fullerton, OCC, then Cal State Fullerton. And you know what? I, I ran into a wall where I was like, I'm making way more money out of school. Dude, it's a lot to sell 30 homes in a year yes. as a real estate agent. Yeah. To flip yeah. 30 homes a year is crazy. It is. Especially self-taught, self-financed. Yeah. Self-everything, dude. Dang. It was, I thought I was going to be in that industry forever because okay. of the market, well, how it was. Yeah. And, you know, I and still, so what years are these when you're, your core years of flipping? Um, during the recession time, which okay. is like 2010. Yeah. was it? That was a horrible time. It was a really a, a horrible time, but it was you a great time money. for me. You were making money. That's incredible, <laughs> it was a great time dude. For me. Um, and you'll, you'll hear the same story from a lot of real estate flippers. Like right. That was a great time for them. Yep. For me, and it kind of dissipates out of the you way. You keep them all local? Most of the time. Orange okay. County, LA. Um, I still have some properties to this day. Yeah. Uh, as rentals now, which benefit in the long term because you know they, they go up in value. And I can get that, that monthly income from it, which is nice. And I love, obviously, my, my career is real estate. I've been in real estate since I was 18 years yeah. old. So I love when I hear um, a, 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 an entrepreneur who made moves in real estate. Yeah. What advice would you give to other young entrepreneurs about real estate with your experience? Right. Like, 
man, you got a lot of experience yeah. in the real estate game. Yeah. What would you give as, as advice to, you know, a young entrepreneur about the game? For what I've gone through, I believe real estate is one of the, the industries that will make you wealthy, like yeah. filthy rich. Obviously, you know, like a lot of people that are very high up there play in the real estate world. Right. And that's where I eventually want to end up also. And that's, that's great that I went through it. Now for the up and coming entrepreneur that's looking to get in the industry or even any industry, you say, you got to pretty much there's no substitute for hard work. Right. You literally have to get down and dirty. Yeah. And the best way to learn anything is to go through it. Right. Like you can read all you want, but without actually doing any course of action, you'll never experience all the little tidbits that I had to go that had I go through. And even to this day, when I talk to people who are new in the industry and they think they know it all, yeah. but there's so much experience that you cannot buy, you right. cannot read online. Yeah. And those are things that you just have to get going through it, following somebody, mentoring, yeah. internship, something like that. That's why they have, you know, that's why they created an internship because somewhere in the world, somebody thought like, hey, experience is worth much more than education, essentially. Man, that's powerful, dude. And I think it's like... It's like the difference of us talking about running a marathon or reading a book on being a marathon runner yeah. versus putting on the shoes, yep. developing the training program, yeah. making the schedule, yep. and running. Yeah. That's it. Even reading in a book, hey, you are going to be exhausted. Yeah. Okay, and then actually running the marathon. Yeah. Like, wow, I know what it feels the like. Thing, My heart the is about things to that you are going to experience going through it, you can't, you can't teach. I, I ran my first marathon in my early mm -hmm. 20s, 26.2 miles, and I Amazing. got up to 23 miles in my training here right. in OC. Mm -hmm. When I went up to Seattle, it was a, it was a rainstorm. Right. I was trained by a guy named Stu Middleman, who uh -huh. was Tony Robbins' personal trainer. Yeah. This dude ran from San Diego to New York 55 miles a day yeah. for 55 days straight. And then in the middle of our marathon in Seattle, yeah. dude got hypothermia and oh. had to stop. I kept going Crazy. probably around mile 24. I literally had this like out of body experience where yeah. I felt like I was on acid right. and I was one with the trees. Yeah, dude, <laughs> just start tripping out. <laughs> You can't get that in a book. No, you, you know? never. There's certain things that you're just, you, 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 I love what you said, man. You got to do the work. Yeah, you got to go out and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can read about it. You can study it, but no and substitute. You, let me ask you this. This is kind of just a different subject, but it's still in alignment. Like, you ever talk to somebody and they're asking you questions about the game, whatever the game, whether yeah. real estate or ice cream or shoes yeah. or whatever, and you, you just, they're asking you questions and you just know, you know what? This is kind of pointless. Yeah. Why? Because this person's not going to do the work. Yep. They're trying to analyze and get the, you just have to do the work. Yeah. You got to do I the work. I get it all the time, man. It's like just, I can tell you how to do it till I'm blue in the yeah. face, but bro, you got to do And even my experience or your experience or any other mentor or entrepreneur, their experiences are not going to get you where you want to yeah. be. You're just going to be able to take tidbits of it and apply it to your own life. That's it, that's man. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, that's it. I got to shout out this young go-getter out there. Uh, he sells real estate. I met him in January, and uh -huh. he, he came to my house because there was some magazine that uh, gave me an interview, and he posted it, and I didn't even know it was out. Right. Long story short, I talked this kid into dropping it off at my house at like 11 at night all yeah. through social media, yeah. and uh, he's like, man, I'm going to kill it in real estate. He sent me this big, huge goal of what he was going to do. Right. And uh, I kept following him because he kind of had an interest in being on our team and he didn't do any deals for yeah. like the first three months. He told me this huge goal that he was right, going to do. Right, right. 
And then at, at like month five, I just saw him on social media. I was like, damn, homie hasn't given up yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I knew he hadn't sold anything. Yeah. You know, it might look like it on the ML, uh, on Instagram, yeah. but the MLS said something different. Yeah. Long story short, the dude nine months in the game mm-hmm. Just got his first deal, <laughs> and I want to shout this kid yeah. out because there is a 85% failure rate for everybody who gets into real estate that after 18 months, they're no longer in it. So yeah. just wanted to take a sec to shout out young Judah Peralta. Yeah. Great job, dude. Doing the work. Good for We're him, Clapping dude. for you, bro. Yeah, that's not an easy task, man. It's not. Most that, people give up. That eight or whatever nine-month journey for him it must have been hell, Yeah. to be honest. And nobody was willing to give you a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I think back about my journey, I didn't have any resources. Right. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't barely have the internet. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a drive that you kind of have to do it yourself, and you have to have it. Whatever it is now that you have resource, be very resourceful in a sense of like look everywhere. Yeah. For for any. It's available help. now more than ever. It's a beautiful time to be an entrepreneur. So that leads me to my next question: Without being humble, right? What are the qualities that make it possible? for you to achieve at this level. So, cause yeah. b- before I ask that question, right. actually, uh, how many companies are you involved with now? What are those companies? I have a solid 10 in my portfolio, one about to be sold. Yeah. So it'd be down to nine, but I'm also working on two new ones that might overrank kind of some of the things I'm working on wow. right now. Yeah. Anything that we should, uh, like what should, what, what, what do you want the listeners to um, know about that you're up to which companies obviously the, we know the yeah. we know the big one right yeah. after ice cream is a very big one that's why i spend a lot of time focusing on it um but there's a there's two categories that i'm, I'm going into that i'm very excited for which is fitness yeah and technology i see you hanging out with randall yeah you I know see what? the arms getting bigger <laughs> if you hang out with randall do you automatically get stronger I feel stronger. Damn. You know? See, because I would love to hang out with Randall, but I would just feel so weak. He lives right by me. Yeah, I know. I would just be like, man, I, I would feel, just feel bad about myself. I feel smaller <laughs> next to him, but I feel stronger, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. So no, just, being around, just being around him makes you feel stronger. Yeah, and you That's know what? That's what's up. Could... Randall, hit me up, dude. I need help. <laughs> I got dad bod coming in. I'm about to have baby number four. Help oh, me get God. strong, dude. You know, and that's the beauty of, you know, being in the circumstance of nowadays where, man, it's so easy to meet fellow entrepreneurs and I, you know, just having that circle is empowering, Right. you know, look for the right people to kind of empower you through the way. So you got the fitness thing coming up and tech, what else? And and tech. tech now. Okay. I've always had a deep passion for tech. I used to program ironically, like making like apps and things like that okay. back in junior high, man. And I never, st- I didn't stick to it. I should have stuck to it because I could have been that guy. One of those flappy Instead, bird guys. Freaking selling mufflers. Yeah, dude. Selling- Get it together, Scott. <laughs> but you know, I, I learned that I'd like to do that in the past and I'm going to revisit it now and okay. hopefully I can make a big splash in the industry with all the characteristics and skill traits that I've had uh, in the past to use it in this future. Right. Like, I feel like I'm like an arsenal of tools now, right? After 18 years. Yeah. And now any Jedi, project I'm dude. looking at, I'm like, dude, I have so many things I can put towards this thing to make it unique. You make it different. You yeah. make it, you know, the highest chance of success. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's awesome, man. So, so ice cream, yeah. tech, yeah. fitness. Yeah. Um, I know you had a shoe brand. I didn't know this I until did. the last time we met, yeah. but, but I was a fan of that brand and yeah. that was a brand that you sold. That was yeah. Thoroughcraft. Yeah, it was Thoroughcraft. Yeah, wow. It's now TCG and it's yep. in, it's, I believe it's still in Nordstrom yep. to this day. Anything else? Um, beauty space. I'd love to, I'm 
getting my feet wet. It's crazy in the industry, space. dude. Yeah. Crazy. And these, you know, these are all categories that I have somewhat a liking to. This right. is not just I'm in it to win it kind of yeah. thing. I'm in it because I do enjoy the category. Yep. And I do it like in figuring out the psychology and and the thought process behind that consumer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Uh, what kind of beauty are you, t- are you talking about? Uh, like women's makeup? Women make yeah. up that industry. Man, that industry is crazy. As you know, my wife yeah. is in that industry. And she has some friends that have just like later. Some of them are just yeah. bloggers. Some of them, uh, I mean, the, the dollar amount of one of her friend's companies that was recently sold, yeah. I'll tell you offline, it, it, it's insane. It dude. is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm essentially going on after now. Like I guess in the position that you get to, you don't really cloud your vision with so much um, monthly income. Right. You cloud your vision with like exit income. Wow. And that's a whole different mindset yeah. now that I'm kind of preparing my brain for more often. If you can get the connect for, I think it's like a Korean face mask. Mm-hmm. I saw it online once and it's like, looks super gnarly when people are peeling it uh-huh. off. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. So if you get that connect, <laughs> hook me up. Yeah. And the beauty of it nowadays is like, Social media is, it's, it's, man, it's it's such a strong launching platform now. So, so back to that question Mm -hmm. then, without being humble, right? Like what are those qualities that you have, dude, that make achievement at this level possible? I think now after reviewing all the things I've done in the past, and this is like great skill sets for anybody if they can kind of learn or obtain them. Um, Sales is number one. Sales. Innovation is a very big one nowadays. Yeah. Um, branding, huge sales, innovation, branding, branding. Um, strategic, you know, I mean, being very strategic it help, is very helpful now. Right. And I think people forget about that often, yeah. you know, I mean, they, they get too caught up with the limelight and the surrealness of a brand and whatever yeah. it is, but there has to be a lot of backbone to it. When I, you say strategic, what I really hear also is like a true focus. Like, don't just like say you're doing this shit on yes. Instagram, like strategic strategize sit down and look at something and truly say what needs to happen in order to do this yeah and people come up with a one month plan that's not the way you should start you know what i mean like you should have a real plan to kind of safe net yourself to prepare yourself for the what you're you know is going to happen already you already know you're going to run into production problems you already know you're going to run into like how am i going to market this you should work on those things before you're like hey i'm creating a brand it's about to launch. Like I don't know any about the back end. Right. You know what I mean, so there's a lot of homework to do. Essentially, maybe that's why I substituted from school to this. Yeah. You know I mean? This yeah. worked out for me. You know, you're a great student. Yeah. <laughs> you're a great student. Yeah. In case your parents don't know that, Scott yeah. turned out to be a great student. You know, I really. There's another story to that. I actually ended up becoming a really good student. Awesome. Yeah, like my last semester at Cal State Fullerton, I I really knocked it out of the park. Straight A's, and I don't know why I did it or why I thrived so hard for it. But to me, I think I was proving a point to myself and to right. my parents that, you know what? I could have done it, but I just wasn't interested in yeah. it. And that was the really defining moment where I was like, I'm going to get straight A's just to show you guys that I can do it. That's but powerful. I just chose, I didn't choose to. That's powerful, dude. That's awesome. And that's pretty much the power of the yeah. mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can pretty much focus on something. And when you really focus on it, you can literally accomplish anything. Well, the interesting thing is college was probably your choice, right? Whereas in school, your mindset was as a kid, I have to do this. Right. Yeah. And mind you, like when I did college, I blew almost all the money I made in, in high school paying for college. Wow. So it was like a reverse trip. And then I ended up getting, ironically, I ended up getting a regular job. I went through a regular job process. Mm. You know, I, went, I worked at the Gap. I worked at the fair. 
You know, I made license plates for yeah. you know cars at, uh, and I sold knives. Wow. I worked at Best Buy. Wow. Like, I gave that world a try yeah. because without doing it, I would have never known if that was for me or not. Yeah. And when I did it, I definitely knew this is not, not for, for you, me. man. Like, yeah. you suck at going <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. That's awesome, You're really dude. good at selling stuff, yeah. but, but still. This is not it, for you. Yeah, it's just not for me. That's interesting, man, because I've been in sales really since I was 12, 13 years old as well. Yeah. And I remember, because I, you know, I had sponsors for skateboarding, and mm -hmm. I would sell all my old wheels. I'd sell my boards. When Alana and I first started going to school in eighth grade, she'll yeah. tell you, like, after school, there'd be a whole crowd of, like, eight people surrounding me, and I was selling them stickers and shirts and blah, blah, blah. And then I got my first job yeah. um, was in Cincinnati. It, it was a dishwasher, and I purposely got fired. Yeah. Uh, I do, after my first check, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Right. I got like 80 bucks, right, and I'm right. like, I, I make this selling like three or four boards. Yeah. And uh, I would just like, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave these dishes. Maybe You dirty. know what? Maybe that's like a following theme because <laughs> on my one of my first jobs working at the mall, I actually purposely got fired yeah, also. Bro. I just lowered my hours to like nothing. Oh, dude, that's so funny. And they were so like, funny. why are you even here yeah. anymore, dude? On top of that, they gave me a raise, and I was so stoked for that raise. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I worked hard for it. It was 24 cents. Wow. And I was like, dude, I could have sold a, a muffler and exactly. made you know, $75 instead. Yeah, man. That's funny, it dude. It's crazy. So we got a new thing happening for you in your life as yeah. of five months ago. As if you're not busy enough, yeah. throw that into the mix. What's the new thing in Scott's uh, life? Family, man. Damn. That is, it's been amazing. It's, it's. I don't even know how to describe it. You know, I wasn't prepared for it by any means. In Did a you sense plan of, it? It was planned. Yeah, you and your lady. How long have you and your lady been together? Fifteen plus years. That's man. cool, man. She's That's been through awesome. me through like cup of noodle days. Yeah. To like single twin bed together. Just what's us. her name? Lori. Shout out to Lori for yeah. sticking with Scott. <laughs> yeah, she's probably right more, the, more the mastermind than me right now. It's just like, yeah, that's cool, this guy man. needs to get to work. You know what I mean? So but, I want to ask you some questions uh -huh. about that too. For yeah. you know, how do you keep a relationship going that long? Um, <laughs> but 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 well, let's shift to that, yeah. man. Like you've been with your lady for fifteen years through more thick than and, more than fifteen <laughs> yeah. years yeah. through thick and thin. How did you? Why do you think you guys worked? There was there was times and moments where we were looking at the relationship. And yes, I spent a lot of working time on work itself, trying okay. to figure out a lot of things. Obviously, you're, you know, like you're just like a, a plant in the ground. You're just trying to grow and, and kind of seed it with you know, water and all this good stuff. And she was on the sideline watching me. And I can only understand, or I can barely understand probably, how, how it was just watching me spend so much time on this without you know, the relationship. Yeah. And there was moments where she'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? And I, I had to really like, like let her know that this is this is my future. This is my path. Right. And I have to work extremely hard if I want this future. And if you don't understand that, it's not going to work for sure. Yeah. Because I have to dedicate so much of my time and life to this, and there has to be a mutual understanding. You know what I mean? I need you to be my support system. I don't need you to be the another person to yeah. tell me that you're not going to make it. You know what I mean? So you communicated up front. Definitely. Right. That's one thing. You very very upfront. Up front. Yeah. And yeah. she understood. She took it in. And you know what? She's not somebody that comes from a very uh, wealthy family either. Right. So she understood that I had to make it somehow. Yeah. And she had to make it. You know, she's even a successful business owner now too. Wow. So Power couple. <laughs> and we decided to have a family too. So that yeah. was like the next generation of our you life. You guys got married? We got married. How we long had, did you get married? Uh, probably two years ago. That's cool. You know? And people are always like, oh, why didn't you get married earlier? And in my mind, I was thinking, I think, and I tell people, you know, man, like, I, we could have got married earlier, but... 
we wouldn't have everything we wanted. Yeah. And there was no reason to put that additional stress and strain on our relationship right. when we didn't need to. How old were you when you got married? I was 31 or 32 okay. around there. I think people our age are getting married later. Yeah, I, I was think 30. there's a lot more. I was 30. Yeah, they, they, yeah. people want to accomplish more now. They want to feel security for themselves. That's good. I wanted to make sure that I could take care of us. Right. You know what I mean? And not worry about anything. Yeah. And at that time, it was very appropriate. And you know what? Even at that point, we got our dream wedding. Right. We did everything we wanted to do. That's awesome. And it felt right because yeah. we were ready to, we knew that marriage was going to be the gateway into a family. So you're like, all right, it's time. And how long before you actually found out you guys were having a baby? Um, like how, 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 how do I say this? <laughs> how much time did you say, okay, we're having a baby. And then by the time, the next, you know, you're pregnant. Um, it was probably within the year. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, when we same, same kind of business analogies, when you focus on something, right. when you actually put effort, towards right. it, that wasn't that you hard. Do the work. That part was not <laughs> hard. And you know, you can actually make anything come to life. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what happened Literally. to us. And you know, when we planned out really well, it just makes everything so much easier. You know what I mean? People ask me all the time, like, hey, were you worried? Are you scared? Like, as a, you're going to become a dad. In my mind, I was thinking, this is probably just going to be like another business. Right. Like a new, unfortunately. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be like another business. A little kid a, comes out. You got a whole graph, you know? You know, there's no way to teach it. Right. Except going through it. Of course, I read a bunch of stuff. Sure. I went through a lot of things. What to expect when you're expecting yeah, while you're eating there ice There would be no substitute for actually going through That's it. That's it, dude. And when we went through it, I went into it with a very entrepreneur mindset and it actually helped out a lot yeah it made a lot of systems it made it like almost like systematic how we could get things going for the for us and making it work with the baby situation you know what i mean in our lifestyle right and aside from that you know there's stuff that you can't control which is the baby which is great and fine yeah but there is a lot of things you can't control and people don't want to put the time out to control it so what are some of your secrets to keeping it all balanced you got multiple businesses yep. you got a five-month-old yep. right you got marriage, yep. so how do you stay balanced? I think there's, there is a time for reflection in a sense of like, you have to sit down and prioritize. And I go through this all the time, and sometimes I go through this with my partners that are like going through like that heavy congestion time. You know, you, yeah. every, every entrepreneur feels this. You have to sit back, relax, and think of that, okay, everything's gonna be okay first, and then you start prioritizing. Okay, these are the things I have to work on. These are the things that are immediate. And let me put these in a list. And then whether it be a physical list or a mental list, this list is kind of be is gonna be like your your pathway into the next six months, let's say. You know what I mean? And for me, it ended up being, you know, my baby, my family, and then business, and then, you know, mixture with friends. Yeah. I've gotten really good at it where I can mix the two like offsetting together, but some people might have to prioritize more than others. But there is really like even back when I was in college in high school, I did the same thing in my mind mentally where I was giving up a lot of friendships, a lot of mm. partying time for this business culture that I was trying yeah. to get involved in. You know what I mean? So prioritizing and sacrifice. Yep. And juggling, dude. Juggling. Yeah. If you, you're going to become a master juggler, yeah. uh, multitasker at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And that is a skill trait that every entrepreneur should have because you're going to be doing everything. You should be doing everything. If you're not doing everything, and at, by everything, I don't mean like physically doing everything, right. but at least in your mind, you're allocating, you know, work, out or yeah. whatever it takes to just set up this structure system because the system is going to what's going to make it, you put yourself in that situation where you can walk away monetarily right and then work on something else while it's still running and then you can kind of go back and forth check up and then really shine at what you're really good at because then yeah. you'll review like what am i really good at here yeah and let me do that part 
and your business partner or whoever is helping you run this business, because I can't run, I'm not running 10 by myself, obviously. And then you put that on the table and now you have the respect level of like, hey, you do that, I do this really good. We have understanding. Let's move forward now. Let's, there's, no, there's no reason to go back and be like, no, 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 I do this, you do that. I get it, you know, yeah. Move forward. That's powerful, man. Yeah. Boom. And it is like working just in the 10. Obviously, me and my wife have a great working relationship in a sense of like how we work together for with the family and the baby and the, and the job schedules and stuff like that. But growing up and going through the process alone for so long and then having partners, now that I'm in a position that I'm actually spending more time choosing my partners carefully than actually choosing the businesses I'm working on. Mm. Because that person is going to be your lifeline in that business. And if they don't perform, you don't perform. So I spend 10 times more time figuring out who the right people to work with are. You know yeah. what I mean? Even doing this, this, you know, this cast here. Right. Am I going to spend my time doing this cast yeah. or am I going to spend time talking to exactly. this other guy? But your message, your questions, your answer, these answers are going to be more beneficial to right. people that are listening. You know Absolutely. So I'm talking about we got all this stuff going on. There's movement, there's fatherhood, there's marriage, there's, there's entrepreneurship. What, what motivates you and drives you now? What gets you out of bed? Dude, the, the biggest motivation right now has got to be my daughter. She just makes me want to work so hard. That's awesome, man. And it, What's her name? Harper. Harper. And Got to buy her an island. That's yeah, the, only way, yeah. the only way out for us, dude. I feel like, you know... In my rate, the way I was raised, I didn't have everything, and it's weird because you think like, oh, I want to put my kids through everything like the tough life, you yeah. know what I mean? But in reality, dude, you just want to give them the best platform to do whatever they want to do with right. their life, and that's why I feel like I see her at night and she's sleeping and it's so cute, and it's like, man, I'm gonna work so hard for you yeah. and and our family. Uh, that's that's the pretty much the end goal for me right here. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I have that same battle as a parent yeah. because I wonder, like, are my kids going to have the same fight that I have today? Right. Um, because I have that fight because of how I grew up. Yeah, exactly. And um, my my attorney actually, her name's Sahar. Her father gave me some incredible coaching because yeah. um, I was asking him some questions, mm -hmm. and he he's like, you know what? You want to provide your children with all the things they could possibly need. Maybe not one. Want, yeah. But give them everything that they could need so that they don't, from, starting from yeah. love, so that they don't go out and have to get it somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like just building that, that really foundation really strong for them. So notice everyone how Scott, at a very early age, started to realize that his skill set and his ability was a way of taking a look at it, a, a, a potential void that might be missing in any marketplace and taking a step back and being strategic about how he could fill those gaps. From this point on in the interview, what I did was I came up with a few themes that I felt really represented Scott from being impactful on social media to running a well-oiled machine to how do you balance fatherhood and, and quiet time and a marriage into all this? And I came up with some questions around those themes. So take a listen as we go in depth to some of the pillars, principles, and strategies that make Scott Neum who he really is. I got some theme questions, and this is the first time I've done this. So I, I got some themes in mind, and I, ha I created questions around those themes. And the first theme yeah. is around playing big and being a champion. And so my question for you is, is, is it, it starts off with that everybody wants to win, right? Mm -hmm. but, but very few people reach the pinnacle 
of their chosen career, but some do. Mm -hmm. What do you think the difference is between those that, that achieve that pinnacle and mm -hmm. those who don't? Drive, man. You got it's one drive has got to be one of them because it's just you're gonna get beat down so many times. You're gonna go through so many obstacles, and if you just can't get back up from them over and over, yeah. you're not gonna be able to make that peak or the pinnacle mm -hmm. of your career. It's even for me, like some some of the things I've gone through, I felt like, man, this is it for me. Like I'm done. Yeah. And that one night, I would just be sitting there, and I remember like there would be like production problems, right. or like I just have tons of money out, yeah. and I'm like, where? what am I doing? Like, what is my life yeah. like? And you know, it's, it's, it's that moment of like, am I going to buckle down or am I just going to give up? Right. And you really need to sit there and focus and be like, dude, I got myself into this. I need to get myself out of it and start creating that game plan to like, to achieve greater the next day. You know right. what I mean? The next day is a whole new day. Let me just flush out everything. Let me actually work on what the real problem is, get past that, and then let me move forward. Wow, interesting. So you say drive, and then what I also heard from you in that drive, though, is I think like part of developing drive is turning it off, like yeah. stepping away from it for a second so you could figure out what the problem is. Yeah. I think it's very important for people to get what you just said. That was yeah. powerful. They, yeah, it's just people like fall too into the, the, the disruption or whatever happened yeah. and they get stuck in it and they just, that is becomes their lives. And when it becomes your life, that's an, that's a, it becomes an issue. And then when you have that issue, you just can't think about, you can't do anything. Yeah. And it's just like a, it's like a roadblock. Well, you can't solve the problem with the same kind of thinking that got you in it. No, that's right? why you have to step back, reevaluate, but actually wake up the next day and be like, I have to do this. Yeah. And that's you know, awesome, man. I always like to think that in order for me to achieve a goal, I have to match the energy of that goal. Mm -hmm. That's to me that to, to me that's what it's about. And yeah. when we deal with the problem, so many times the problem gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because our energy is going lower and lower. And then I'm like, dude, I need to go listen to my favorite song. Yeah. I need to FaceTime my daughter. Mm -hmm. I need to skate. I need yeah. to do something. Yeah. Just get your mind off yeah. of it for that moment. So let's talk about that then, because my next question is around the theme mm -hmm. of spirituality right. and quiet time. Mm -hmm. So what does spirituality mean to you, and, and what do you do to tap into your, your inner spiritual being? Mm -hmm. um, I've always used cars as kind of like the like gateway yeah. drug almost to a sense there. So your quiet time's loud. Yeah, my quiet time's <laughs> loud, but you know, it's very serene. It's very surreal for me. Cause then I, when I'm driving like, you know, the nice fancy cars or whatever the moment at the time yeah. is my dream car, I'm sitting there, I'm realizing, dude, like I've made it. Whether whatever position in life I am right now, I've got the goal that I've, uh, awesome. you know, that little kid that right. was, that was pushing so hard to get this, I've got it. So I've always like monetized my, my goals and values with, a physical thing so I can actually touch it I can feel yeah, it that's and how when you I'm, meditate and when I'm cruising down PCH right. you know what I mean staring at you know perfect California weather yeah. and reevaluating my life my family my daughter my wife and my, my possessions and everything I feel like dude I have everything like there's nothing that can stop me right now right. I should be able to overcome any series of challenges yeah. that I've did in the past and now I should be able to move forward and that's I don't think people do that very often They're, we live in such a fast paced life that it's kind of like, Stu, just chill out, stop for a second, right. like, just sit and think about, you know, what really got you here or whatever is going to get you there. Yeah. And remember that, you know, you can work to achieve to anything because I always think back, like, 
everybody always talks about, I don't have enough time for things, right? Right. And then I think to it, do you wake up at 7 a.m.? Or do you wake up at 5 a.m.? Exactly. Do you work till 4 a.m.? Right. How do you tell me you don't have time? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, That's in good. my mind, it's just like, I never, don't ever tell me that because there's always time. There's always time. You man. can figure it out. You're yeah. a big boy, you know, you're a big girl, yeah. whatever the case is. That's awesome, dude. That's yeah. powerful. The next theme. The next theme, and, and when I look at everything you have going on, I feel like this resonated with me a lot because I think to have the theme of a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And so there, there's a popular saying in business that a good leader needs to get excellent people on the bus, in the right seat, moved in the mm -hmm. same direction, and enjoying the same song. Right. So can you think of a time... Or can you tell me a story when you were part of a team right. where everyone was in the right direction, mm -hmm. doing the right things, right. working together, and enjoying it? This is like something that I actually, I didn't even know back then, but I've become really good at, in a sense. And that's yeah. essentially one of my skill traits now is just like connecting the dots. And by what I mean by dots is like, there's a dot, that's the business. Right. And then there's like branches out to it. And when I connect these dots, it makes everything work so much better, mm. you know? So in even these newer business I'm doing right now, even the start of it, when I'm connecting the right people together and the right plan together and throwing in these ideas, yeah. it just feels like, dude, this is going to be so good. And everybody's on the same kind of hype train because they're like, wow, like this makes so much sense. Right. And I don't know if it has to tie in with the sales and yeah. then like all the strategic thinking. It just, when people see the game plan that, I, that I've come up with, like, hey, this is the right people for this. We just put this person in line and this person can do this and they're great at it. And this is the plan that we're going to move forward for the next year. People are like so hyped on it. They're like, dude, we are going to like kill it. Kill you know it. what I mean? Like, and it's amazing to see like that all of a sudden my energy and drive has, has been in, in, in infectious to you. And right. you're like, yeah, we are going to yeah. kill it. Right. And so what are those factors then that made that teamwork, that energy that you're talking about? Yeah. If you were to break down the factors, the ability to know people's skill traits and, and their ability that you can take their abilities and use it in, in your own, whatever you're working yeah. on and maximize their workload in a mm. sense. You know what I mean? Like, that's so good. if that's you good. can figure out what I'm the best at and you right. put me to that scenario, that's, that's going to be the, the defining factor to making that school bus, you know, move hard and so fast. So what's your specific role? What's Scott's specific role that makes teamwork mm -hmm. and, and that makes that energy possible? What is it that, that you bring to the table that causes that to happen? I think it's just the, the, the compilation of bringing the right individuals together. Okay. And then the, the whole plan itself is like innovation. So mm. when I come out to do a new project with somebody or I'm creating a new project, right. when I'm starting to bring these right individuals in together, every time I add a new person or a component, it's just more synergy. That's good. And then when that synergy That's starts good. building up, then you got the wheels that you need to turn and move. Right. And once that thing just drops and it actually moves, you're just, you're just, just like a rocket out of here. That's powerful. You know? Yeah, that's powerful, dude. That's awesome, Which man. Which always goes back to, you know, the same as, you know, I spend so much time picking the partners. Yeah. That's exactly the same kind of case. Absolutely. A lot of the things that I say, you can kind of relapse into my theories, my thought processes, and all the questions and answers I've done. They all kind of circle the same kind yeah. of theories over and over. It's because that's what I believe works, and it does work for Being me. Being strategic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's definitely one of your core skill sets is before you take action, it seems like you really look at something yeah. and you strategize on yeah. it. That's powerful. So the next theme is yeah. on social impact. Yeah. And what I wrote is that social media gives us the opportunity to impact people mm -hmm. through videos, sounds, images, words. It's an effective and 
inexpensive method for marketing a brand. It allows us to communicate with customers instantly. Yeah. So I see what you're doing. I want the listeners to hear, like, yeah. what is it that you do on social media that causes people to follow, engage, and, and be an advocate for your brand? I, I've reviewed this myself sometimes and I took like a big different spin even on social media a mm -hmm. couple times and I believe that, you know, being authentic and genuine is like number one. And when you open yourself up to people like that, like yeah. it's not just a mask. People really kind of attach on and right. they believe that, you know, this guy's so authentic. What he's saying, what he's doing is real. Yeah. And when it's, when people can start poking holes into like, oh, what you're doing is like, oh, that's not real. Like, there's right. no way. Then it just becomes like, what is this? Like a show? Yeah. You know, it's just a TV show. You exactly. know, you can turn it off anytime. Trying to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you get. That's what I get the feeling of is that this thing is trying to get me to do something. Yeah. It's not trying to serve me necessarily. It's mm -hmm. trying to get me to do yeah, something. Yeah. Like this, this podcast yeah. is not selling. No, we're not dude. selling anything. We guys. have nothing <laughs> to sell. You know what I mean? Besides the ability that you can do whatever you want if you develop the right skill sets. Exactly. Like if there's anything that I'm trying to sell people on, it's to overcome the make-believe story mm -hmm. that you're not good enough. Exactly. And that when you figure out what your purpose is, when you figure out what your gift is and you tap into that and you relentlessly pursue whatever that thing is, you have the life of your dreams. Like, yeah. that's what I'm trying to sell you, kids. Yeah, it did, yeah. This, it's and a difference. Cream, and that's why and, and, uh, and ice cream. And we might sell you a muffler. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll try to sell you ice cream, but <laughs> that's okay. Everybody eats sweets. So how, how about a story of when you reached a turning point where your social media was like, oh, damn, something just happened where it went through the roof. You know what's weird about social media is like there is a science to social media. Sure. And when you can kind of tap into it, because I'm a very logical person, and there are theories and orientations, yeah. that when you can kind of tap into certain things, you feel like, wow, like I really got the key to this right now. Yeah. And you know what's uh, Instagram, for for example, is ever evolving. Right. It's always changing. So if you don't stay on top of it, if you don't understand the theories behind it, you and don't. You took a break for how I, many months? Eight month break. Wow. To kind of enjoy life. Yeah. And I would tell you, it was amazing. You know what I mean, that was, <laughs> it, when you step back and want to watch people do social media, stuff, so kind no of logging on, no nothing. You know, I was very like absent, wow. straight up absent. You know, and I, I took do that, that break. sometime. It, it's amazing. Maybe I'll man. do eight days. <laughs> No, most of the time, based on, you know, the theories of social media, if you disappear for that long, when you come back, you're not as impactful anymore. Sure. You know, but when I came back, I really thought about who I was as a person, where I am. And obviously, I had my daughter at the time. I was a different person at that time. Mm. And I felt like I couldn't even go in the same direction for my social media. So I went a different direction, you know, okay. a more impactful direction. And when I was sitting there reviewing myself, I've, I've, I've done a lot in my life. I've accomplished a lot. And... The main thing that kept on sticking out to me was that when I was younger, I had no mentor. I had no mentorship. Mm. I had no research ability to look for anything. And I wanted to provide that content, but in a different way. That's why I was willing to do this kind of, you know, more yeah. podcasts, more interviews, and really let people reach into my mind and use it as a tool for them to yeah. kind of to kind of move forward in their life and kind of figure out a lot of things. I'm not telling you how to do anything. I'm not telling you how to buy, what to buy. Yeah. I'm telling you these are tools I've used. Maybe you could use those too in your life and so figure out things. So why do you want to impact people in that way on social media? I think about the boy that had a dream. Yeah. And that boy wanted everything but couldn't get it because it was just like there was not enough books in mm. this sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of why I look at that boy and I'm like, hey, if you... If you even had what I was doing right now for these 
whoever's in the yeah. game right now, you would be so much better off. You know what Absolutely. I mean? You feel empowered. And that's why I want to empower younger individuals to be like, I can do this. Like this guy did it. Right. Or I can do this. Like that totally works in my circumstance. You know what I mean? And I want them to sit there and actually think about what they're doing and using these new tools and traits that nobody's taught them that. Yeah. Nobody's telling them this in school and really reevaluate what they're doing and then project a new plan all of a sudden that's so much more better than yeah. it was before. Why do you want to do that? It's, it's just it's kind of like a, one of those things that I want to do for myself because I feel like if I don't do something like this, I, I almost gave up on that boy that mm. was younger. You know what I mean? It's really for, it's, it's for me and it's for other individuals, essentially. That's cool, man. Well, that boy, that girl out there, if they're paying attention, yeah. they just got one hell of an education. You yeah, are hooking kids so. up, dude. Yeah. Thank you for that. No. So last two questions. What three wishes do you have that you feel would add more vitality to your business or your personal life? If you had three wishes, yeah. right? My kids always ask me, like, what Marvel superhero would yeah. I be? But what is it for you? Time, man. Time. time. Man. I wish I had more time. <laughs> I wish I could stop time yeah, right? almost, you know what I mean? That's and awesome. the ability not to sleep yeah. because I could literally double oh my, my production. Oh, my gosh. That would be incredible. Yeah. I could double my, my time of working and doing whatever I want yeah. to do, you know um, yeah, I don't know. It just keeps on rounding about to, for me, it's over and over. It's all about time for me now. Yeah. Like where I allocate my time, what do I spend my time on? And I wish there was just a simpler way to obviously stopping time would be great. Let uh, me ask you this question. This wasn't one of my questions before, but I just thought about it right now. Cause we're in this theme of, of work where it's like work, 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 work. Yeah. Do you think that Looking back, because I play the intention game a lot. Do you yeah. think looking back, you had to work as many hours as you did, mm -hmm. right? And maybe sacrifice some of the time yeah. with the misses or whatever. Yeah. Do you think you could go back and work less hours, but do more intentional work and achieve the same result? I think I could have done everything I did in the past in a much shorter time span. Like I said, that's why I always go back to the boy yeah. that had the dream, which was, you know, me sitting there wondering like, how can I do this more efficiently? But right. I don't know how, I don't have the tools. Yeah. And that's why I was like, yes, like I believe that I could have done it all much better. Yeah. And I could have been twice as successful if I was starting out in this yeah. generation than, than in the past, you know what I mean? And I asked that question, honestly, because I, I consistently encourage people to look at the seven equities, which mm -hmm. is mind, body, soul, family, friends, business, money. Yeah. And over the last year in my own life, I've lowered my amount of work hours. Yeah. I used to work till it got dark, yeah. basically, because yeah. I'd be out hustling. Yeah. And I, it then became six, and now it's become even less and less yeah. and less. But my business is going more and more yeah. because I, I'm realizing to be super effective with the time that I have. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, if you give yourself all day long to do something, yeah. it's going to take all day long to yeah. get it done. Yeah. But I'm always trying to encourage people to, to pay attention to the other areas of their life yeah. that give them life, yeah. health, Quiet time, yeah. family time, they're real hobbies. Because yeah. I think it, it causes people to show up to work when you're already when your cup's already overflowing because yeah. your wife and kids or hobbies or whatever, yeah. you show up to the game yeah. and it's on. It is totally true, man. That's the same reason why I took that eight month break That's powerful. from social media yeah. even. And you know, back then, I don't know, if I had these tools, I would have compressed all the things I had to do in for such sure. a smaller time. Yep. And I would have yeah. more time for myself, even though I Every few years, I end up kind of giving myself a, a, a list of things I need to do, obviously. Mm. And there was even a year, like, you know what, like, you know, that I put on that, you know, that college 
10, 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. And even then I had to reflect to myself like, hey, put the workout on hold right now. I need to figure out this situation <laughs> right here. You know what I mean? And I went through the fitness journey. Yeah. And it was an amazing journey. And I learned a lot. And I have that under my belt. And I can always talk about, feel it. That's and that, awesome. It gets me connected to That's fitness awesome. people now too. Yeah. So it always works out in the sense of it. It always can turn into something that I can use in my later life. That's good, man. Yeah. That's really good. So lastly, and you talked about this uh, several times throughout this interview, is is aligning with people and choosing the right partners and being yeah. strategic with the people you put around yourself. Yeah. So what does Scott look for in other people? When, what do you look for when you're aligning with somebody else? Respect level. Mm. If they know what they're good at, I know what I'm good at. That's number one. Two is like egos put aside. Everybody's successful here already. Yeah. That helps a lot. Like there is no push or shove. Whether here. you're the janitor or the it tech guy or whatever. Yeah. If you're the best cleaner in the world, yeah. janitor guy, come on in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody's going to say nothing to you. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, you know that their specialty is what they thrive on. That's so good. don't touch it. Don't move it. Don't try to step on it. Don't right. even, That's all good. And, you know, for me, like choosing partners, like getting into marriage nowadays. Everybody yeah. know, everybody says this stuff and stuff. But it, after going through like good partnerships and bad partnerships, I feel like it really is like you are dedicating a part of your life to this Without individual. Without a doubt, yeah. And if it don't make it, if you guys don't make it work, it could be kind of bad in, in the sense of like your work life. Your it, it it's your along. life. It, it yeah. does everything that a regular relationship would do. Absolutely. To you. you know what I mean? So I spend ten times more time figuring out working out with the right people. And you know what? The I talk about all the negative, but when you do find the right partners and the right people to work with, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's like a symphony almost. It's magic, like, dude. Your mind is my mind. Yep. You work together. We have twice the brain power, you know, or we have four times the brain power. Right. And then I've I've met people recently in the last couple of years that have been like so empowering in a sense right. where I'm like, wow, like I even want to be you. You know what <laughs> I mean? In a sense of like your knowledge base yeah. is like I need that. Like I've, I'm almost like I crave right. knowledge now, addiction yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like even in the real estate world, you do certain things. I'm like, oh, like wow, like, like I want to learn more about yeah. that world. You know what I mean? That was a big thing for me of starting this podcast is because I feed off of hanging out with legendary people. Yeah. You know, I learn, and then I want other people to be able to experience that same it thing. Is, it's, it's almost like you know, you're whoever's watching this or reading this or whatever the case is. Yeah. They're with us right yeah, now. Absolutely. Are. And we're chopping it up. Yeah. If you're listening into yeah. this, then it's. It's for a specific reason, something that, you know, I'm going to say something yeah. that, you know, you're going to say, and we're chilling, we're yeah. vibing. And one of the biggest questions I always get is like, oh, how do I get into these inner circles and stuff like that? Yeah. You literally are in the circle with us you're right now. It. This is, if me and him were just to hang out, this is what we'd be talking about. Without it's a the doubt. same deal. That's I what I'm saying. It's so people crazy. all the time. I had a dude from Utah or something. Yeah. He said, hey, uh, how do I get into your coaching program? Yeah. And I said, you're you're in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're in my coaching program yeah. back in the day in order to have a real estate coach you got to pay these guys about a thousand dollars a month and what are they going to do they're going to talk to you for 30 minutes a week yeah i'm talking to real estate agents around the world for 10 hours a week for yeah. free yeah so you are in the coaching program you're yeah. in the kevin scott program right now yeah guys. learn <laughs> take, notes. take notes that's awesome dude yeah. well man thank you so much for doing this i'm inspired I'm going to go start 15 businesses right now. <laughs> oh, <No>, dude. <laughs> start one good I'm gonna one first. I'm going to stick to my game. I'm going to stick to yeah. case and project mindset. So any last words, dudes? Any Anywhere? Anybody you want to shout out? Also, I forgot to ask. What, what's next? What are you doing next, man? Man, I, my family is number one. Yeah. That's bar none. So I want to spend more time with them. So I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a position where I can spend more time with them. That's which cool. Is, you know, 
logical thinking and strategic playing on a yeah. white lifestyle. And then, you know, like the beauty, the fitness, and the cool. tech space. These are all new spaces that I want to go in and I'm going to learn. But I'm, guess who I'm learning from? My partners. Right. That's you see it. what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is all like, you know, I've got to ask I you preach. this question then. Yeah. I, this is important. Yeah. You say spending more time with your family, but at the same time, we have bigger business goals. Yeah. So, how are you going to spend more time with your family? Yeah. Why, what's your secret? What's your strategic plan yeah. so that you're spending time with the little one and the lady? Yeah. So for me, what's end up work, what ends up working is uh, when the baby and the mommy are sleeping. Yeah, I go to work. Okay. Yeah, so that's my magic ability. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And thank you, Chinese production, for <laughs> keeping me up from like you know yeah. six p.m. to that's like cool. four a.m. But then that's where I allocate a lot of my work. Right. And then the work day, I'll have like in and out a little bit. But then that gave me the ability to actually stay at home for you know whatever six eight months yeah. and actually spend so much time with them like that's cool people don't have that you know generosity or ability to right. to do those things and then i continue to be there available because i can if my family ever need anything i will flip the switch to spend time with them well you part of your uh, strategy that i've learned in this last hour is that you focus and you prioritize yeah so the bottom line is how is scott going to spend more time with his family well, it was easy yeah. it's his priority yeah. Yeah. And then just switch focus the multitasking. That's cool, man. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Any other advice that you want to share? Insight? Any last words? People you want to shout out? How do people reach you? Uh, they reach me on my Instagram, Scott Afters. My my real fat last name. That's it. <laughs> Mr. And, Afters. Yeah, Mr. Afters. And, you know, I'm just here right now. I'm doing. I'm going on like a more like entrepreneurial spirit on my on my page, but I think it'll just. I, f I like the feedback. It helps people more than, yeah. you know, all the food journey that I've done in the past, For which sure. is a great, I still love food. It's just as a family man, I don't get to go out, eat as much anymore, Right. but I still enjoy it. So now my, my lifestyle is reflecting on my page essentially. That's cool. And and I'd love for you know, everybody to be, yeah, people, people come join it, you know, leave when you need to and come That's and it. learn when you want to. That's it. Yeah. Dope dude. Well, thank you very much for being here this is episode four i think yeah. we did it guys we are yeah. out tune in follow scott yeah. share this post it yeah. and uh thank you for listening i yeah. think we did it thanks guys yeah if you'd like to reach out and connect you can hit me up on my instagram at kevion or at case real estate with the k case for those of you who don't know is my real estate company we also focus a lot on personal development and just helping people reach their goals period so if there's any questions on goal setting whether on the real estate side or life side reach out we're here and inspired to help you make things happen so hope you guys enjoy this look out for the next one and i'll talk to you soon